Jamie, host of the Jamie and Jenty Show, broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jenty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. All right, welcome to the Jamie and Jenty Show podcast. On Fishbowl Radio, my name is Jamie. It's Tuesday, February the seventh, twenty twenty-three. Oh man, it's it's February already. Damn. Well, anyways, we weren't here last week because of the weather up here in Texas. Um, it's kind of weird, so we're here now. Um, so before the end of the show, I have to reveal something. There's going to be a name change, guys. Now, now. I want, I want to be more authentic. So, you know, I'm not going to use my name as much. I'm going to use something, I'm going to use something a little different today, but that's the end of the show. That'll be around 150 ish. So 150 ish, you will hear it. If you stick, if you stay, then, um, then kudos to you. Um, but before I get into this Cowboys questions, before I bring Gabe in, I want to give a special happy birthday to, uh, Cynthia Garcia. Uh, shout out to her, her, her husband, Ronnie, her kids, and everybody that showed up at the party on Saturday. Thank you for inviting me out. It was a bunch of, it was a great time. Um, great, not, not in a great atmosphere. Uh, and I do encourage everyone to go, if you're looking for a camp to go to Camp Gladiator Wise, I will recommend you go to Cynthia Garcia's camp. She just started back in October, October 20th, somewhere around there. And so I recommend there a lot of positive energy and, uh, she gets the job done. So I just want to send a happy birthday to her. Her birthday was on last Thursday. So I just want to send that out since I'm, since I was going to appreciate that out on the radio to her. But anyways, uh, before we get into the major news today and throughout the whole re- last week, I want to get into some Cowboys questions, okay? Now, a lot has happened over the last week and a half. We have a new office coordinator. Kellen Moore is in L.A. He's in L.A. for the Chargers. Um, this is more of an upgrade, according to... Stephen A. myself because Justin Herbert is that dude. Justin Herbert is ready. He's ready to take the rain, take the Chargers to the next level. This is why, and I feel like Kellen's going to expose the cap, uh, the Cowboys of what they are missing. And I say that because this team, Kellen was held back a little bit. Um, he was held back from calling the plays, um, you know, from Jerry and Mike. And not, not being in his own space, not being able to read the defenses like other of these coordinators have done. Um, it takes one to do your job. It doesn't take like three or four voices to, to help you do your job, even though you deserve that position. Kellen Moore did deserve that position in Dallas, but we didn't give him opportunities like any other coach has done. He goes to LA. You gotta, you gotta, you got a top 10 quarterback. You got a top, well, you got 10 top 10 running back. And then you got some receivers on the outside. Uh, one of the receivers are, is a free agent, which I think they're going to resign. And so, um, I, I just don't try. I don't, I don't, I don't like this move. Like we, I don't like moving on from Kellen Moore, but we had to make a change. 
And now Brian Schoenheimer comes in. He was Seattle's coordinator for uh, during Russell Wilson's days, and now he was the uh, consultant for the Cowboys last season on the offensive side. He's the offensive coordinator, but Mike's going to still call the plays. Help me understand that. You're the offensive coordinator, but yet Mike's going to call the plays. This offseason is garbage already. Like, you're just trying to find a way to make yourself relevant. You lose to the 49ers. Okay, fine. We ha- we saw the two um the two conference games, the AOC and the NFC chunk conference games. You bring down that news to you interrupt our excitement in the conference championship games to bring up that news that Kellen Moore part ways. You could have done that during the week, but you did it to interrupt you to bring everyone's attention. We don't need your attention. Just stay low like these other teams. I haven't heard any other team outside of outside of Dallas other than hiring head coaches and coordinators and that's it. Why we got to be in the news four or five times a day? Or, well, four times four or five times a week over nonsense. Like the season doesn't start until August and we're in the news right now. Like, stop this. But back to my, I, I just don't get it. Mike Mc, first of all, Dak is no Aaron Rodgers. Dak is just Dak Prescott. So Mike McCartney, I, you're taking a risk by calling the plays. How can you be a coach, argue with the refs, and call the plays at the same time? It cannot be done. It can't be. And now you bring in the guy that's going to be sitting on the, standing on the sidelines. Like, this stuff does not make it up. And it probably, he's probably going to be holding that playbook. Standing on the sidelines doing nothing while Mike McCartney is screwing the thing up. Literally. Like, we're not, we're not in the 2011, 2012s of Aaron Rodgers. Like I said, Dak is just Dak Prescott. Is the man, like, my question would be, is Dak going to improve? Is he going to improve his accuracy? We already know the off, off the field stuff. We already know that he's, he, he's, uh, dating the LSU chick. Okay. We know that for sure. Okay. You, you put more energy into finding college girls than your own game itself. This is why I don't have any hope for this team <laughs> in the off season for the 2023 season. I don't have any hope because you got your quarterback that that um, that's eligible for extension, but yet it's like, okay, what have you shown us lately? The best quarterback that we ever had was Troy Aikman. I'm not even going to say Rome. I'm not going to say. Quincy Carter. Cause those are bad comparisons. Quincy Carter is one, one of them. That's a bad comparison. I, I heard, I heard someone on, on, on the social media say they're comparing Dak to Quincy Carter. I, I thought that was weird. Both of those guys do not have similar games. But then again, no, I'm not comparing that because that's, that's just weird. But anyways, but your quarterback, 
is over here chasing this. Chasing girls, chasing commercials versus working on your game. That's why everyone in the, in the Metroplex is upset. You have done nothing to, to deserve what you're getting, Dak. You can sit out, you can complain, you do all that stuff, but I want your energy spent on what you have done off the, off the field. Put that more into your game. Please. Now, <laughs> now I have Gabe here and, um, <laughs> Gabe, welcome to, <laughs> welcome to the show, Gabe. <laughs> Hey, look, man. I'm uh, just, I'm just glad to be here. You know, another day. Uh, <laughs> just glad now, to be in the service, man. That's thank all. you, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> now the Cowboys have a new office coordinator, and Brian Schoenheimer. Yeah, uh, I think he's the son of Martin Schoenheimer. Mm. What do you expect? Heading to this off, I'm sorry. Heading to this next season, I expect us to be very, very bad. We're going to be a very bad team. Okay. Um, I, I'm just being honest. Like I don't see this was the year. This was the year that we were supposed to take that next step, whether it was getting to an NFC Championship game mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay. This was supposed to be that year. We had all of the. We had everything we honestly needed. At least we, so we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and for our quarterback to let us down the way that he did. He did. Um, he did let us down. I don't have a lot of hope because mm-hmm. we're going to have to rely on him for the next couple of years at least. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't see, I think the morale of the team knowing what Dak is capable of, mm-hmm. knowing that we don't have an every down running back at this point. Yes, I don't think Tony Pollard is that, and Zeke is definitely not an every down mm-hmm. running back. I um, have a question about that and coming up. Yeah, so, so I, I think we have a lot of questions that we didn't realize that we had mm-hmm. um, going into this year, and especially coming like getting into this offseason and seeing how they're moving and how they're operating yeah. to me, it's the same routine. Mm-hmm. They're looking for that wow factor. They, they're looking for that thing to say, like, mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy calling plays didn't need to be announced, as you said. Didn't need no, to be announced not. during the playoffs. No, no. We, like, not. we always want the focus on us, whether mm-hmm. we're in it or not. And to right. me, I hate that. Right. I actually hate it because mm-hmm. we, we don't, we're not even worthy of all of this media time. We're not. No, we've been trashed for 30 years. <laughs> A 30 piece, bro. <laughs> That's a big dog. Like, I mean, we, that's we, what I'm, I mean, I mean, things things have happened over that time, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we've we've had a lot of moments and mm-hmm. a lot of things that we were like, "Wow, this is the team. This is the one that's going to get us over the hump." And we've had, we've been close. We've been close. A couple plays, a couple mistakes away, and a lot of those mistakes have come at the hands of our quarterback. We haven't had solid quarterback play in 30 years. Troy man. That's what I'm saying. So we went from Troy Aikman to uh whoever the other dude was uh, in, in between. Because there was, there was one in between Quincy Carter and Troy. <laughs> I can't remember who that person It might have been a couple, actually. Yeah, but it might have been a couple. I moved to Texas when Quincy Carter was the quarterback. Uh, so, so that was around 2002, 2003. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it was he was he was worse. Yeah. He, he, he had a – I remember that. I remember – Convincedly his career. So his career was like the first, 
the first three seasons was pretty good. He, mm-hmm. he had everything. And then the last two in a Cowboys uniform, mm-hmm. he fell off. Yeah. And so obviously the offseason stuff from mm-hmm. there into his career so early. A lot of off, se- off the field a lot of, stuff going a lot on of, Quincy, but a lot um, of, and then that's, that brought in, um, that actually brought in Romo. Drew Bledsoe first. Drew Bledsoe first, and then Romo came in. Yeah. So, so <clears throat> it, we've, we haven't had that quarterback that's willing to take us up. We've had a lot of mediocre quarterback play. Yeah. And I think that's the hardest part about being a fan is because we're, we're good enough to be in the conversation, but mm-hmm. we're not good enough to be able to get over the hump. And I think that's the, the, the mind bleep <laughs> yeah. of it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I think that, this team is very, very hard to root for, and I'm mm. personally, I'm getting tired. Like all jokes aside, like I'm tired. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I understand your frustration. Yeah, um, and I'm frustrated too, uh, to the extent. Um, I do have a question about the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I look at these quarterbacks. I look at, uh, you know, I look at Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I look at uh, Jalen Hurts, especially Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts went to high school in Houston. He played for his father. Then he goes to Alabama. He was a starter at Alabama 2018, and then Tua came in and took his spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jalen said, fine. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make sure that's my turn. He had to go to Oklahoma to win the – the Heisman to get relevant again. Mm-hmm. That's how he was in, and he waited his turn in the Eagles. He had an uphill battle he his entire college career and even in the beginning when he first got to Philly. Mm-hmm. It's uphill battle. Mm-hmm. So, so why is it that quarterbacks, we're talking about African American quarterbacks playing the Super Bowl. Yeah. Why is it that those guys, especially Jaden Hurts, can go Work their butts off, and that cannot. Because I'm gonna tell you, we talk about this a lot, but it's the culture mm-hmm. of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. We, if you, it's glitz, glamour, and comfort. Everything about it makes you comfortable. Once you get that money, that's why every time you see somebody in a Cowboys uniform get mm-hmm. paid, mm-hmm. they start playing like ass. <laughs> to be frank, like I'm being honest, Miles Austin. What happened when he got paid? God, uh, he was awful. Exactly. He was awful. Exactly. He, 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 he disappeared. When yeah. he got paid, he disappeared. Completely disappeared. He started dating mm-hmm. Kardashians and everything. And, <laughs> I mean, I, so my yeah, point I, is, my point is, it happened. happens. And that's just one example. I could go mm-hmm. down the list, but. It's a long list. It's a long list of players who get mm-hmm. paid and fall off the wagon. And to me, the moment that they paid Dak, you saw that hunger leave. I saw that. Um, yeah, I saw that. I saw, I saw it. I saw it, um, the first, I, I saw it when he came back. Mm-hmm. From injury. Yeah, from was, injury he because. He got paid. I saw it because, because the first game, right? The first game he was hurt. Then he missed about five or six, six more games. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back, Okay, I saw a different side. Because mm-hmm. if we've been honest, his trajectory at the time of that injury mm-hmm. was trending up. Okay, he was on the, on his way to being a top oh, yeah, ten. He if he wasn't a top ten quarterback oh, yeah. at that time, mm-hmm. and I think if he continues that trajectory, mm-hmm. we're having a different conversation right now. Right. We may be playing on Sunday. 
Like honestly, I mean, the difference in us playing I mean, in Philly or any of these other teams yeah. is our quarterback play. Right. Defense primarily did their job the whole entire season. The entire season, mm-hmm. even in the San Francisco game, they yeah. did their job. They did. You hold a team to 19 points in the NFL, you should be able to win that game. So to me, the, the difference is offensively. Like we have a lot of work to do, and I think I mean there's a couple things I would love to show up on the defensive end of the ball, mm-hmm. um, like our defensive backs specifically. Um, um, well, um, yes, I will. Even I will. with Anthony Brown healthy, Anthony Brown is not great. He's you not know? going to be healthy till 2024, and that's, that's my that's point. Torn Achilles, and torn Achilles can keep can keep you. And you play in a good position that heavily relies right, on now, that, and that turning and the twisting. I don't care what the Cowboys, the doctors have said. Like that is a year injury. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's not like you're not even when he comes back because they're gonna. He's gonna come back early. Mm-hmm. He's gonna play like trash, and then <laughs> yep. he's gonna be getting burnt yep. all over the field. Yep. And they're gonna be wondering what's wrong with Anthony Brown. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, like because you rushed him. Duh, he's not ready. Like we got. Like I watched Kobe. And this is an NBA example, but I watched Kobe tear his Achilles Mm -hmm. and just continue to battle with that from the time he tore it Mm -hmm. to the time that he retired. Yeah. It's not an easy injury to come back from. It's not. Especially when you play in a sport or you playing in a position that heavily relies on your movement and your Mm -hmm. agility. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Exactly. To play the corner position with a torn Achilles is insane to me. Like. That's weird. I can't even wrap my mind around that. You can't. You can't because most guys, like I said, are out for like a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and K- the, I saw this on online. Torn Achilles last seven to eight months versus a torn ACL is like six months. Mm-hmm. So, but still, like that, that, that is the, that is the recovery time because you still got to go into physical therapy and do all those things to get back to 110%. Exactly. Which, which Anthony Brown will not be. In twenty twenty four he will be. But And I can't speak to his work ethic too, because the no. thing about it, even when somebody like again, using mm-hmm. the Kobe example, mm-hmm. Kobe's a workaholic. He came back from that injury in about six five to six months. Yeah. Which is probably too soon, but at the same time, mm-hmm. he was able to do that because he's a workaholic. Yes. I don't know if Anthony Brown has a work ethic that would bring him yeah. back before that time table. Someone would have to, um, it, it's all in the mindset. Mm-hmm. It's all on the player's mindset. Yeah. Um, if, if the player cares about the game so much, then he will do the work to come back. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, be, uh, before or at next season. Mm-hmm. And so, but I'm gonna tell do you that work. I'm gonna tell you, I don't give a damn. I, I mean, honestly, like, Anthony Brown is not great anyway. Right. So, that's my thing. Like, I, I wish they would just invest in corners. Like, I've never seen them go out and invest in a defensive back. Not since Dion, like, and that was a trade, like. Yeah, damn, that's so, a long time ago. That's what I'm saying. If you could go get a start, like, Javon Ramsey wants to leave. I don't know if people know that or not. He doesn't really? want to, he's on the market. Well, you know, in this age game, you know, players, when they want to leave, they get their wish, right? Exactly. And so, so that type of player, I would get. That's I what I'm go, saying. I will attack heavenly because I feel like he's still in his prime. He's still, he's still one of the best in the league. Yeah. I will go after him. 
I would too. And that's my thing. I don't think they will. It goes to my I don't next think point. they will. It goes to my next point. My next point is we got to attack free agency. Free agency is between March 13th and the 15th. Mm-hmm. So that's what, um, that's a month from now. Yeah. We have to attack it. <laughs> we got to get some of our guys signed. And then, like you said, Jalen Hurts, I'm sorry, Jalen Ramsey. That's going to have to be a trade, though, because he's not, he's under contract trade. still. And yeah. so, uh, but he's not happy with the situation in LA with the quarterback. They know they're not going to win anything anytime soon. <laughs> um, so. I don't think anybody's happy with the quarterback and, and, and the Rams. I mean, it's even deeper than quarterback. It's just a lot of injury stuff. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of stuff. They got a mess over there. Sean McVay is going now. Oh, well, he's gone now? I don't know if he officially left. No, he has, he's, he's he decided to there. stay. Because the last thing I heard, he was like considering. Uh, he he's staying. Okay, he's staying for the most part. Got you. Okay. Um, I remember that because there was a report. The reason why I brought that up was because there was a report that said that he was considering um like leaving. retiring or leaving. Oh, he's staying. He's so, like what? Almost. He's thirty eight years old. He's staying. Yeah. Okay. He's staying. Well, regardless, they got a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so he's ready to. He's trying to find his hey. way out, and he might make his way back to Jacksonville. Um, he might. He, which would oh, be a bad situation. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, talk about going back. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he he's looking for a, a way out, but mm-hmm. we'd have to trade, and I don't see that happening. Um, um, well, you got to understand that, you know, Tom Brady's coming in, and Tom Brady is not going to start the Fox out to 2024. Mm-hmm. So I did hear that report, too, but I do think he's going to stay because of Tom Brady. He was thinking, this was like a couple weeks back mm-hmm. when the season ended, Tom Brady was going to take that job right away. Mm-hmm. But as of yesterday, he's going to take that job next, next, next off season, which mm-hmm. is going to be 2024. So, uh, the broadcast team, Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson's there for probably about another year. Mm-hmm. If I'm Greg Olson, I leave now. Greg Olson needs to leave. I leave now. I think when I don't like Greg Olson, I'm not a Greg yeah, Olson no. fan. I think he's like my least favorite commentator. I think he's the. I think he he's got, horrible. Um, he, he sucks. And I, <laughs> 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 I'm just being honest. I like mean, he's not good. He's not. He always sounds like he's whining. Right. Like it, it's like, just too much. <laughs> like when, like when, say it with your chest. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sick of this now. <laughs> you got. No, nobody outside, nobody says it was their chest anymore. <laughs> no one. I miss there, John there, there's Madden. There's a couple. Man. There's a couple. I miss John Madden. John, I miss him too. I miss John I miss him Madden. a lot. I, like, I miss him a lot because, uh, we need guys like him. Yeah. And, um. Tony Romo is the next up though. Oh man. Tony Romo is. He, he's fantastic. He, he's fantastic, but he's, he had an awful season. <laughs> he had an awful season this year. You think so? Uh, that's what the report said. Yeah. Um, he's, he's good, but, um, but people want him out. Really? Yeah, because he's, because, um, there was a game, he was doing the AFC championship game, and, uh, there was a play where, uh, somebody was coming in from the outside. I can't remember the player. It three Cincinnati Bengals, he almost dropped the N word. Mm. That's what, that's what made the news. So it went from drop, almost <laughs> dropping the N word to, we need to have an intervention. CBS were saying, "Hey, man, you're we had the best ratings in the in the in the world. You gotta you gotta step it up." 
Now I wish I wish stories would be more more honest. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like if you had an individual with Romo, then you had an individual with him. You 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 saw your range plummet this year. Mm-hmm. Just at, tell the man, hey, we need you more focused on football. Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't looking at the matchups like we were doing. Mm-hmm. And so so that's why they were they had they had that intervention with him. So he almost said the N word. Yeah, it was on uh yeah he that? uh yeah he is on uh, Twitter and YouTube and all that stuff. Like you just look it up and he almost dropped it up. Like it was it was three bang it, like it was Cincinnati was I uh, sorry, Kansas City was running uh uh like a in the in round. Mm-hmm. The guy was coming from the outside. He saw three Cincinnati Bengals there, and he almost dropped it. Almost. Wait, so just, <laughs> it almost. Wait a minute. So I just need some context, like, because I just don't understand how that. What does that even come from? <laughs> like, <laughs> what made him even almost say that in that uh, moment? I don't, I don't even know. Because it doesn't. From what I'm hearing, it doesn't make sense. Like, I didn't get a chance to watch that game. Yeah. Um. I like was kind of watching like play by play and all that, mm-hmm. but I didn't get a chance to watch it. It's on Twitter. So that the one play that someone p- pointed out because this sounds like some social media stuff that mm-hmm. they conjured up. You know how they like make they try to make people like I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. I feel like social media has a way mm-hmm. of misconstruing things. Probably so for a certain narrative and because they want entertainment, right? So I I don't want really, I don't want really to just jump. Cause I'm the first one that'll be opposed to somebody almost saying the N-word, right. but to me, I don't even know where that would come from. Right. Like, no, I don't, I, I don't I mean, know what, like, what would lead you to even say that? I mean, you, I mean, I, I don't know. Because I, I, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's, <laughs> because it's probably one of those situations where he might have, he misspoke or something like that. Like, I don't, it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that he's not, He's not, I mean, the thing about it is, you know, going to the social media stuff, they want people out. Like, mm-hmm. for example, for the longest time, they want Chris Con- Collinsworth out mm-hmm. at NBC. I can't stand Chris Collinsworth. Only because of his voice and, you know, this type of things that he says is not football, f- football related. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like the things that he draws, he's trying to be like a Madden, but no one's going to be like a Madden. And so he's trying to boost. We know what he's doing. He's trying to boost his ratings. And and if and like I said, if you had like a more, who would I want? Like a guy who who just plays played the game, like a younger version, like a guy that that just retired, mm-hmm. like like Greg Olson just retired. Yeah, like. He didn't, you noticed that he didn't go to broadcasting school or listen to what the Fox executives were teaching him. Nope. That's why he's failing. That's I'm why starting to realize that tight ends may not make good commentators. No. Cause Jason Witten, they got Jason oh, Witten. Oh, no. They're so cool. Oh, ESPN. <laughs> Only because of the, of the name. ESPN went with the name instead of the voice. Yeah. Like, Jason Witten was putting everybody to sleep. And it was like, Jason, was. you gotta go. I think he only did like, what, five games? Uh, yeah, he only did five games. And you're like, you, you're like, when you're sitting close to the announcer. Yeah. The main person. That's when you know you're struggling. Yeah. 
Like, like you're not sitting closer just to sit close. You're sitting there <laughs> just to uh, make the person next to you understand what you're talking about. Right, exactly. And so, and so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know where I would go with that. Um, but if I'm Greg Olson, I will get out now. Like, <laughs> knowing that a Hall of Famer is going to take your job next year. Yeah. Like, like unless... Mm-hmm. Something tragically happens if he does come back. But I'm very interested what Tom Brady would be like on the air too, because oh, uh, he's so boring to me. Like I mean, he is. he's boring as hell. He is. I'm like, like his personality doesn't <laughs> lead me to boring. think that he would be great at that. Like uh, even the way he gave his little retirement speech oh, on man, Instagram, was I was like, oh okay. Like that's how you gonna. That's how you talk. Like yeah, guys. I need more excitement. I'm retiring. I, I need more excitement. I'm like, dude, that, that's that's not gonna work. He's like, I'm serious this time. No, <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? When I saw that, I said, I said, no, it gives me an itch that he's still gonna play. It's giving Brett Favre. Yeah, it's like giving Brett Favre. It's, it's, it's like it's like if he were to go into the draft, right? Mm-hmm. And if the Buccaneers or the 49ers or any other team that doesn't go for a quarterback in the first two rounds, he might make it, he might crush somebody else's dreams. <laughs> he might crush the, the players that have been sitting on their couches for three days mm-hmm. waiting to get drafted. <laughs> there comes the Tom Brady announcement. I feel like that's going to happen. I, I want to be wrong. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's been through enough. Yeah. I think he got hit in the mouth enough. Mm-hmm. I think, like, like he doesn't like, sure? I think he's done for real. Like, uh, in all seriousness. Okay. I, I think that knowing all that he's been through over the last year, mm-hmm. knowing that his team sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> knowing that. Sucked in that yeah, division. Knowing that he, he really just doesn't have it in him anymore to carry another team or to start over. Right. Um, so I really do think that he's done this time. Mm-hmm. And that's why he even accepted the offer from CBS because Fox. of it's Fox. Fox. Is Fox, it Fox? Yeah, it's Fox. It's Fox. It's 10 years, 375 million. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why he even accepted the offer mm-hmm. because he's, I think he's really focused on him right now. Right. Like in just kind of getting out of the game and trying to find his next move. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I wish him the best. I hope. Yeah. I hope so. I really hope that it works out at Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just very interested because he's such a boring person to me. Yeah, like <laughs> just just the person, like his mm-hmm. the way that he interacts, the way that he they just hire anybody. Yeah, like, they, like in this age, they, just they hire anybody with a name because it equals rating. Exactly. And you know what's gonna happen because it's Tom Brady, him being the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those things where automatically you're gonna get a demographic of people you may not have normally got. Because they want to hear what that sounds uh, like. They want to see. Right. They want to be a part of his first game that he comments. You're probably going to get at least um, maybe 18, 25, one of those demographics. Yeah. Um, I mean, anybody that's between the ages of, I mean, I don't even want to say 18 because 18 is young. But yeah. anybody that's between the ages of 21 and 35 right mm-hmm. now is a Tom Brady, has watched Tom Brady his entire career mm-hmm. primarily. Um and twenty one might be a stretch too, but yeah, you get the stretch, point. Yeah. You get the point that I'm saying. Right. Like I they've get, seen a lot of his career, career and they have a connection to Tom Brady. So mm-hmm. you're gonna get a demographic of people mm-hmm. that you probably wouldn't normally get. Right. 
is when I mean you'll get a larger number of that demographic. You probably yeah, man, he's gonna kill those ratings. Yeah, he's gonna kill it. Yeah, it's just. But then again, it's gonna be the boring Tom mm-hmm. Brady. But then again, he may have more personality than we know about. We may not have just. We may just have not seen it. Like, cause I thought the same thing about Kobe. Mm. Um, Kobe. Uh, yeah, like Kobe. I always thought Kobe's personality wasn't outside of the rap stuff. Right. And the stuff. Oh, that Kobe went made. Kobe had more personality yeah. outside of basketball, but even within that, I felt like he was a very structured person. Right. Um, and so when he got in his post career and started doing film and writing children's books and all that kind of stuff, yes. I was like, wow, like he's actually like a mm-hmm. good, Coach like him. a cool guy. Like mm-hmm. I, I feel like Kobe is cool. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Recipes to Kobe. I've been talking about Kobe a lot. Recipes to Kobe. Uh, yes. Yes. Thank you. But, um, but yeah, um, yeah, I feel like for me personally, um, man, I don't know. I, 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 I want to believe it. When we get to the draft, then I will actually say, you know what? <laughs> it's done for real. Mm-hmm. It's done for real. Like, um, but I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm interested to see what he does in, in this, not only at Fox, but only the rest of this year. Yeah. He'll um, be chilling. He's going to be on the beach. He gonna oh, be, yeah. Like, I mean, I, he just probably wanted to take a year off. From everything. From everything and just be at peace. Cause like, Mm. bro, you've been through an entire divorce. You've been through a rough season. And speaking of that. Yeah. I want him to get back. Get back. Get back with Giselle. It's going to be tough. Hold on. It's going to be tough. Hear me out. Giselle was with the Jesusu guy. You heard that. Yeah. And, um, I don't know if they're still together or not. Because she's been on the download lately, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get back because they have a beautiful family. Look, this is not a relationship show. It is not. It's not. I I just think that it weighed it weighed heavily on his career. Well, not on this season. On this season in Wave Headley, that's what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. I don't, I don't know. That's none of my business. Their business is none of my business. But I will say, no. personally, I don't do well with ultimatums. Okay. And when you make an ultimatum public, mm-hmm. and it's something that like everybody in the world knows about, mm-hmm. that doesn't sit right with me. And I probably would have went back and played another year too. Off the strength that you told me, no, you're not doing this or I'm right. gone. Okay. Deuces. Don't play with me like that. I don't, right. like, that's a, a control mechanism. Mm. And I don't, I don't like that. But, right. separate point, I don't care what they do. That's their business. Right. Uh, <laughs> from a football right. perspective, I will say it did weigh heavily on him and you can mm. see it. On the, this like, past season. Yeah. This, this season, it, it was a lot of his mm. personal life that was being, Documented. It was it was kind of holding him back from some of the greatness that we used to see, mm-hmm. um, and I think he felt that. Like I think it was a lot of pressure on him to succeed mm-hmm. in Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was a lot of pressure on his household. It was a lot of pressure, yeah, just yeah, across the board. And I think yeah. it wasn't worth it. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the end result, was y'all lost to us? We suck. Yeah. Like <laughs> we definitely suck. <laughs> we we suck definitely. Like we we was the last game you played. And, and, and we beat y'all by 25 points. Oh my god. So, 
and we send them to retirement like that. That's when you know that it's over, though. When you mm-hmm. lose to the Cowboys in the playoffs, it's mm-hmm. over for you. Your career is over. Right. Is this? You <laughs> 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 made a joke about when, yeah. it, when it's over. That is yeah. over. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's over. It's over, mm-hmm. and it's okay. And so, yeah, I hope they figure out their life mm-hmm. and they get it together and do whatever makes y'all happy. It's none of my business. I don't care. Y'all celebrities, y'all got problems. Um, <laughs> and they can fix their problems. And yeah, that's on y'all to it's fix the easiest. It. It's not my job to critique y'all relationships mm-hmm. and y'all life. Right. Not all I, all I talk about is sports, bro. I just, you know, <laughs> I like I said, she's, she's a model. And, um, you know, and, you know, and I do look at, you know, not only the sports aspect, I look at the, his career as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be beneficial for him? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, they have access to everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I hope whatever works, works. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, so I, but I do wish him well. Um, yeah. you know, I do wish him well. Um, you know, hopefully he'll take the year off. To go work on things and go, you know, do Tom Brady things that he's never done before. So is Tom Brady a goat? Is he the greatest? Oh, absolutely, time? hands down. Hmm. Because you got to be committed. Wait a minute, hold on, time out, hold on. Are you talking about football? Or are you talking, talking about, about goat overall? Quarterback. The quarterback. Quarterback. Position. Oh man, golly. Because I can't do. Uh, I can't do man. overall. I hate when people do that. There is no uh, overall greatest player geez. of all time. So. That's tough. That's a good question, though. Um, God, that's so many quarterbacks, man. I think it's a two-man race. Oh, my God. Between Brady and Joe Montana. Mm. And I that's think tough, man. It's tough, but when I think about it from just a quarterback perspective, mm-hmm. just the, just play on the field. And both of those guys were committed to their careers. Both of them were very the committed. Biggest, the, biggest, the biggest thing, and... And you know what's funny is that when, when, when we give guys, when we give, when, when we, when guys, especially in football, mm-hmm. they retire before the age of 30 and we, we're, we can't consider them the GOAT. And some people want to consider them the GOAT because they made it, made, they made their, their decision. Yeah. Before the age of 30. Tom Brady, hands down, is the GOAT. I have to agree with you, and I think, but I'm a little biased because I saw Brady mm-hmm. from, like, I saw his entire career. Me too. Like, I, I, Joe Montana, I wasn't alive to see. Like, I, I didn't see, well, I was a child when Joe Montana was, it was the later part of his career that yeah. I saw. Um, I remember watching Brady, the first Super Bowl, mm-hmm. where he, at a friend's house when I was 14 years old mm-hmm. birthday party yeah and that's when I I didn't know Brady then and then mm-hmm. when eight, eight nine years down the road I said man you know what okay I remember well because they played the Rams that was uh, in 2020 I'm oh, sorry 20, was in 2001 yeah. yeah I was at I played a, the Rams mm-hmm, I was at a friend's house I was sick I hated it I hated every moment of it um, because like I was living in St. Louis, like we were Rams fans. That's right. Up. So I had, I mean, 
one of my church Aeneas Williams was one of my church members and he was like a friend mm-hmm. of the family like right. I was very closely tied to the Rams at that mm-hmm. time like Tory Holt Isaac Bruce Kurt Warner Marshall Falk like you have Orlando Pace we had oh my gosh. like it was just a beautiful All it was a perfect team starting lineup and we gonna act like Spygate didn't happen I guess <laughs> so the first one I, <laughs> I'm like alright y'all cheated but it's cool like <laughs> it's cool you got that Hold that one down. Because to me, I only, I give Brady six championships, right? Okay. Well, actually, you don't need to count the seven. Oh, you, oh, actually that's five. Right. You, you get, you, okay. I give him five. Okay. I, I give He got eight total, right? In my, uh, he's got seven. Seven? He's got seven total. Okay. Then, he, yeah, I give him. Six was the Patriots and one was the Buccaneers. Got you. So, Spygate, I don't count. Okay. So, <laughs> Deflategate, don't five. count. Okay. And also, that win against Seattle? Yes. Don't count. Cause Pete Carroll lost that game. That was, yeah, that's 2014. Yeah, that's 2014. That's three of them that he should have lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's four. And truthfully, <laughs> I ain't gonna be no hater. Cause I was never a Tom Brady fan, right? Mm, I, I was neither. never a Brady fan. I was fan. never a Tom Brady I have a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. And I have to call the spade a spade. Like, he is the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. At least the greatest that I've, I've, personally ever seen mm-hmm. um and so yeah like i i think that <laughs> if i'm being honest and this is gonna sound like a, i'm a hater but there's three of those championships that i don't give him because he didn't win them uh, like this that's the thing like his defense won them or he did their defense won that one 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 of those championships yeah um man uh for me and then they cheated for two other ones but they did <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um, back to your Tory Holt point. Mm-hmm. Um, Tory Holt got a championship. Yeah, or no, he yeah, has a championship already. He does. He he won ninety eight. That's right. Or ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He has a championship. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So he should be the Hall of Famer then. Why are they robbing him of the Hall of Fame? Why mm-hmm. is he taking this man? The man retired in 2007, I think. Yeah, he retired right. in 06, 07, something like that. Okay, so that's, that's what, 15 years? Yeah. That's 15, 16 years. You're robbing this man out of the Hall of Fame? He should be there already. But they have a wide receiver backlog. Because do you think that he should be in before Chad Johnson? Uh, he, he should be in before, he should be in before Chad Johnson, yes. Statistically? Uh, yes. I don't think so. I disagree. Why? Because statistically, Chad Johnson is one of the top 10 receivers in the NFL history based upon numbers. Now, he don't have a championship. He don't have some of the no, other I, stuff. No. I, but mean, I, I feel like Torrey Holt should have been in there already. I do agree that Torrey Holt should have been in there. He's robbing, Trust they're me. robbing him. I, I, I watched him. Like, that was one yeah, of the first receivers that I ever, like, really paid attention to. Him and Isaac Bruce. Mm-hmm. So, I, like. The tandem. Yeah, it was, it, I'm telling you, it was Toyo, Isaac Bruce, and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne in, uh, Indianapolis. How about this? What'd you think of Ricky Paul? Mm. The tight end. Yeah. 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 I, I got you there, right? You did. Yeah. That was, that was a nostalgic moment. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it was, that was such a great scene. The greatest show on type of teams were like, that was my introduction to football. Mm-hmm. Like as a little kid, like that's what I got to see. Yes. So I, 
I'll always have a special place in my heart for that. Mm. Um, Timber Bay Buccaneers, the, the first championship was my introduction to. Actually, mm. whether you hate him or not, uh, he's a little shaky to me. John mm. Gruden was my introduction to football. Because mm. of the Timber Bay defenses. And, and that was Tony Dungy's team. We're not going to act like. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. <laughs> Never mind. Tony, Tony Dungy. Okay. I mean, well, no. John Gruden won the championship. He won the championship. But Tom, uh, Tony Dungy put that team together. He did. So I actually, you know what? I'm gonna give those both those guys credit mm-hmm. because they, because I always love defense, right? Mm-hmm. I always love you know Timber Bay. The Temple Two is my favorite mm-hmm. defensive play ever, and they ran it to perfection. And John Lynch was one of my favorite uh, oh my God. safeties of all time. He's a, he not only just a great safety, but a great, great front offers guy. Yeah. Um, Derek Brooks, the linebacker, mm-hmm. Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp. Um, the quarterback, Brad Johnson. Rondé Barber. Oh my gosh. You could just like. Cadillac Williams. Oh my gosh. Keyshawn. I mean, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's like those were the best teams. Yeah. Honestly, that era of football, that early 2000s era of football is my favorite. Like, you got Michael Vick in Atlanta. You got a young Ray Lewis in Baltimore in 2000. Like, with with an older veteran, Shannon Sharp, you got, like, Trent Dilfer is your quarterback. In the world. Yeah. Hands down. You got Steve McNair in Tennessee. Eddie George to run Eddie George. Like, it was just such a different time Pittsburgh, you got Jerome Bettis, Jerome Bettis, you got uh, Troy Palomalu, like Ben Hines Ward, Ben Roethlisberger, like that was that was my era of football, Mm -hmm. like that was my favorite. Still to this day, can't nobody tell me nothing about the early two thousands. I always liked the two the the flashbacks of two thousands because that's that's my favorite too. Mm -hmm. And um, it was still physical, but that athleticism, like um, similar to today, was there. So you had the balance of both, Mm -hmm. and it created. It was a lot of injuries, but it was a lot lot of hard, hard hits. Like Mm -hmm. those mass, like Sean Taylor in the Pro Bowl. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Like I'll never forget that because I was like, "Dog, it's the Pro Bowl. Like chill. (laughs) Like you gotta relax." He was wild. Like that, that's when you know. That's when you know you, you have. Yeah. That's when you know you're, it's legendary. Yeah. That era was. That era was legendary. It was different. It was just a different energy. Brian Dawkins in Philly. Oh my gosh. He Donovan McNabb. T O. Like the healthy Donovan McNabb. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, that's just, my favorite era just, of football. My, me, me, mine's too. Mine's too. Even though the Cowboys was trash, yeah, they were during trash. that entire era, <laughs> Bill Barcells out of there, and then you know you went for you, you. Sean Payton was your offensive coordinator. He takes a job at, at uh, New Orleans, New Orleans, and then and then he leaves New Orleans for a year, and then he rests us, <laughs> and then he goes to Denver. So, and then once he went back to New Orleans, mm-hmm. you got that's post hurricane. So mm-hmm. now you got an inspired culture, right? That you just gotta cultivate. Now you got mm-hmm. Deuce McAllister in the backfield and Reggie Bush. Uh, Drew with Brees. Drew Brees. Uh, Joe Horn. Who was the, the receiver? Marcus Colston? Uh, was he there? At uh, that he time? was, he was a rookie. He was young? He was young. Uh, it was, uh, Joe Horn was, yep. the, uh, was the receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, defense was crazy. I don't even remember. Uh, I can't remember. Um, uh, Darren Sharper. Dan Sharper was on that team. Football, football, Darren Sharper. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> I mean, I yeah. So talking about football, you, yeah, it just brings you the moments yeah. of of the game mm-hmm. itself, and um, and so um, so yeah, that was um, a safety heavy league at that time. It was because you got to think like Dan Sharper, you got um Charles Woodson who was playing safety at that time. You got um in Green Bay. I thought he was cornerback. He was a corner, but he was playing safety in Green Bay. Oh, that's right. That's um, right. Because him and Al Harris were, yeah. yeah. Al Harris was playing cornerback. Al Harris was playing corner. And, and they had another corner on the other side. Uh, I forgot who it was. Sam Shields? Yes. That's, oh, who, that's exactly Shields. who it was. Yeah. He, he was, I don't blame him. I saw a story. Mm-hmm. It was like, like I said, I look at stories. It was like, I think it was about a month or two months ago where he regretted playing football. Mm-hmm. Because of the head injuries. But then again, he was a hard hit to, hitting cornerback. Yeah. Like, like, that's, that's you, that was the nature of the league too. Yeah. Like at that time, you had to hit as a corner. It you wasn't had to. it because the running backs were going crazy. Like they you were. got Adrian Peterson, Maurice Jones, Drew, Fred Taylor. You <laughs> like I can go to Joseph Adai in, 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 in Indiana. Just like, name the, the the whole list. Eddie George, like the but like it's they crazy. Were built differently. You had to really, really know how to hit. Brandon Jacobs. Oh my God, Tiki Barber. <laughs> you, I mean, they were bigger backs. Brian Westbrook, Phys- you said physical backs <laughs> in that league, and that and that and that's why you can't say you regretted it because yeah. you had to hit. Yeah, and so um, physicality was different. Ed was. Reed, which oh, that's another God. conversation. Uh, he, um, yeah, no, he got he got screwed. But anyways, huh? That's an interesting. Thought yeah, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, he can't screw that 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 school. It's a little bit of, I mean, he brought some of that on himself too. Uh, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Just a little bit. Especially I heard post. That whole entire speech. Especially post leaving Bethune Cookman. Like, mm-hmm. he brought a lot of that on himself. He did. But, and he died. they do have a mess at BCU. I saw that. Yeah. I heard about that. They and, have um, a mess over there. They need to clean it up. And I think all that, his, his vocal, him vocalizing what was going on, even it, in a, even though he did it in a tasteless fashion to mm-hmm. me, um, really, because he did it, was, it in front of people, he did it in front of the children's, he did it in front he, of the the parents and the students. He did it on social media from a golf cart. So he's driving around the school uh-huh. grounds in a golf cart, oh, recording all of the stuff that's wrong oh, with the university. That. I didn't see that. Part. Yeah, so that's what I I'm saying. Heard, I, I think that to one. me that is extremely tasteless. Mm-hmm. And when you when you know what HBCUs are up against, mm-hmm. you can't operate like that. You can't. And you, you can't do that because you, it's gonna it's right. gonna be a, at a detriment to the school. Mm-hmm. BCU needs at least twenty four hundred students mm-hmm. to because to stay profitable. That if they don't have that, then their university won't be a university anymore. They won't have that. Mm-hmm. So the importance of HBCUs are huge because it's mm-hmm. our outlet. That's our space. Right. That's the places where if you don't feel seen, mm-hmm. you can go be seen at, at, amongst your own people. At HBCU. And, and you know, they're on the come up. Yeah. Because of Prime. Exactly. And so was I, I didn't see that part. I only saw the press conference where he did it, where he did it in a classroom setting. Yeah. It was in front of uh, parents and the students where he made a very passionate speech uh about you know about why they um they didn't give him the job why he he why they they decided to move on from him and you know what's funny 
we have former athletes, mm-hmm. especially in the NFL, coaching HPCU coach, uh, and I thought you know it'll make a difference. Mm-hmm. Them hiring, them not going with Ed Reed, but going with somebody else mm-hmm. that has no that had no NFL experience. Yeah, that's pretty. That's 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 pretty tasteless to me. I understand where you're coming from on that. I un- but I also understand their perspective. Mm-hmm. Because to me, yes, there's a lot of stuff here to fix. Right. We know it. The students here know it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the students can't but fix the it. The students because. can't do anything. Like, I don't think people understand what lack of money mm-hmm. causes. Like, when you don't have finances to make changes, you can't make changes. Can't. And so that's why Dion had to go get all of these donors and people mm-hmm. to come in right. so that they could build that athletic center. He had to. He had to do that. He had to get money out of his own pocket to make sure that Jackson State was good. And to me, Ed Reed is flawed in this in this situation because if it's really about the kids, you're gonna do everything in your power mm-hmm. to make sure that those kids are good, regardless of because you you have to have a heart for the HBCU. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than just you. solely you and your mm-hmm. coaching job. Right. You have to have a a heart for these mm-hmm. students. So to me, it seemed very, very ego driven. Yeah. Because you wanted that pat on the back that Dion got. Right. And so that's my perspective. I do think that there's truth on both sides because yeah, right. I don't think BCU handled that correctly either. Right. right. I don't, they, they, I don't think that getting him out of there was the answer mm-hmm. because it automatically turns all of the attention on what are y'all doing with all this money. Right. And it turns the attention to the, the environment. At BCU. Yeah. And you have to understand, if you want to be not in the limelight, you got to do things behind closed doors. Yeah. What Ed Reed exposed everything. Mm-hmm. What he did was like, okay, if you're going, it, you're not, first of all, you're not a prime. You're mm-hmm. not going to build everything from scratch. If you really want to come into an HBCU, you got to build that. And that's the problem. You though. can help. You can help. You need a little bit of assistance. Everybody, what you do, you need a little bit of assistance, right? Yeah. You, 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 you're Ed Reed. You played over 10 years in the NFL. You had some assistance getting you to the NFL. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to coach at HBCU, which is poorly funded, you need to bring your own people to help you out. And that's my point. Because if it, like I said, if it's really about those kids mm-hmm. in this situation, not just yes. the kids that you recruited, mm-hmm. the kids that are there, the kids that don't even exactly. play sports, the kids that are just on the campus having to sleep in moldy dorms. Right. Like to that's me, disgusting. like to me, bro, I got all of these resources. I got a lot of people that I'm bringing mm-hmm. to the table. If I have a, if I'm in this, his position, mm-hmm. Got a lot of resources. And you bring I got people that I'm way. bringing to the table mm-hmm. because it's bigger than me. Right. Your mission, when you go into an HBCU, it has to be bigger than you. You can't go in be. there thinking that you go into a Power 5 school where they got all the resources mm-hmm. there. That's not realistic. It's not. And so him doing that the way that he did it, that's mm-hmm. why I say what I say because it's not about the kids. It's about mm-hmm. you. Exactly. And you can clearly see. You mad because your office wasn't ready? Dude, Okay. That's fine. I get it. They should have had that ready. They should have had all of that stuff. But in in the event that they don't, why does the public need to know that? We don't need to know that, bro. 
Like, 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 like you could have probably came up to them and said, Hey, you know, this, that is not ready. Here's my yeah. list of rules. Here's what I can bring in. Who, who can I bring in? Because mm-hmm. like I said, play coaches helped you get to the NFL mm-hmm. or trainers help you get, get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. If I like those kids sacrifice. Players on the team, uh, um, well, if you're not on the team, mm-hmm. they sacrifice to be there because of it could be living situations or it could be um, it could be they just want to go to the school. Mm-hmm. Some people stay there because they like they they like the environment, they like their friends, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. They don't care about um, they don't care about what the, what type of living environment it is. In HBCUs, they kind of cultivate a family atmosphere regardless of what the conditions are. Right. Because exactly. a lot of time, like we bond over just being us and being around us. Exactly. Like every time you see a group of us together, it it looks the same as it would on the HBCU. It's, it it's a family it feeling. It's a family. It's a family. Regardless of whether these people know each other or not, I've been right. on HBCU campuses not knowing nobody. Right. Went to parties, had a great time, and it right. was literally just like I was around my family members. Mm. So that's the that's, that's the cool. that's appealing good, part good of. That's good. In HBCU. Mm-hmm. And so for somebody like Ed Reed, regardless of the situation, if you're really there to make a difference, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be loud. That's why Sacrifice. I do appreciate Dion because although he was a little louder than most, he did, he did do a documentary. He did do all of these things. He had cameras all he over He had camera him. crews. All over But him. that brought up a different level of exposure, and he mm-hmm. did it in a way that wasn't. Mm-hmm. Malicious and trying to tear down the campus or the no. entire HBCU appeal. It, it, it wasn't that type. So it's it's the difference in mm-hmm. energy. It's mm-hmm. it's literally the difference in energy. I think that Ed Reed should have taken some time and really just sat with the board of trustees, mm-hmm. sat with all of the people, and say, "Here's what I'm trying to do at this school. I right. want to make a difference. Right. I see the vision here. Mm-hmm. I see what this school could mm-hmm. be. Right. So let's take it there." Right, and that's that's and any, that's the difference in mentality. That's in, that's any coach, yeah. Whether whether you you played in the NFL or not, that's mm-hmm. any coach in in, in 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 that space. If you're mm-hmm. coaching, that's anywhere. Yeah. Only like like for example, I'm pretty sure Dion, um, Coach Prime gave Colorado what they they expected of him. Mm-hmm. That's why they hired him. Yeah. Because of that, so. He didn't plan this out. No. He didn't, you know, you know, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ed, you can't complain. That when you have an opportunity, you can't complain that you didn't, you, that you didn't do their, do your due diligence. Mm-hmm. You could have said, this is my plan. Mm-hmm. If you're going to follow it, we're going to follow it. If not, then I'm going to go elsewhere. And I think like, People like Reggie Theus, who is the athletic director yes. at um, he's an M- he's an athlete, he's a former athlete, former NBA, NBA player, player. Yes. and I think there is Coach a lot. Too. I think a lot of this stuff, like I said, is ego driven. Mm-hmm. Even the way that BCU handled it on their end, because Reggie Theus is the athletic director. He mm. there, there is a there is a That's sense of yeah. There's definitely a sense of wow. 
like just ego driven stuff mm-hmm. happening at that school right. because Reggie Theus is looking at it like oh like you gonna come in here and do XYZ because you played in the NFL you one of the greatest safeties to ever play all this other stuff and mm-hmm. Reggie Theus didn't have that type of career in the NBA he did not he was a decent player he wasn't Michael he was Jordan just, he was just a role yeah. player but when you're talking about Ed Reed coming there mm-hmm. the whole tone changes everything mm-hmm. the energy changes right so now he probably feeling the type of way. It's like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. let, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna make an example out of you. Mm-hmm. The moment Ed Reed did what he did, he's like, all right, bet I'm gonna um, make an example out of you. Me, he went, he, he, like I said, he did it in front of students and the parents in the classroom setting. I don't know where that classroom was at. First of all, it was yeah. a poor setting, and second of all, it, 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 it I felt the passion in his voice. Mm-hmm. And he wanted that job, but then again, what you're saying and what we're both saying is mm-hmm. he didn't plan it out. No. And so you And I don't even think it's about a plan. I think it's about this is his two, it's ego. It's one hundred percent ego driven. Because you if it wasn't about his ego, mm-hmm. the conversation wouldn't have been about Adri losing his job. Well what about sacrifice? He still would have been what I mean? What did he sacrifice? He was there for two days. Dion, no, I'm talking about like I'm talking about when when Dion took the Jacksonville Jackson State job, he sacrificed. Yeah, he sacrificed his his own fame mm-hmm. to help the kids out. Exactly. So, so what I'm saying is, you have to sacrifice something, mm-hmm. Ed Reed. Like you went to the Hall of Fame, you played ten years in the NFL or longer than that. That's fabulous. That's mm-hmm. great. But you have to sacrifice because you know why? Because these guys are poorly funded. They want to go to the games. You got to make it affordable to go to the games. Like it's not that bad. For example, like I go to UNT's football games all the time. Mm -hmm. They make it affordable, right? Mm -hmm. And so, and so when you have in that space, when, you know, when you're not FAU, you're not Florida State, you're not even Florida. Mm-hmm. You're just a small town in Florida. Mm-hmm. You have to make yourself, you have to sacrifice something. You got to sacrifice. And I don't want to say that he wouldn't have did that. Mm-hmm. But the from the eye, just from the, just from looking at it, mm-hmm. I feel that he, he got in there with the intention of making a difference. He okay. didn't know all that that entailed. Right. I don't think he really knew what was he what conditions he was getting himself into. What what he would have to completely rebuild. They would never tell him that. They wouldn't tell him that. And I get it because at, I mean, in the eyes of a lot of HBCU alumni mm-hmm. and people who work for the schools and the mm-hmm. presidents and all of that, their school is perfect. Okay, so and that's the thing because it's so much pride. Mm-hmm. In that HBCU, mm-hmm. that's the difference between HBCUs and PWIs. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a different level of pride in that school, mm-hmm. um, and I think that regardless of what the conditions were, mm-hmm. Ed Reed should have handled that different. And if he, the yeah. reason why he didn't handle it different was because he was driven by his ego. It was not. It had nothing to do with helping the school. It had nothing to do with helping these kids. Mm-hmm. You don't do that if you're trying to help people. That's so, not how you move. 
You don't. You fly under the radar and you handle business. You go have these meetings with the board. You go tell these people what your issues are. You try to go find the donors to fix the things that they can't afford to fix. So that's the difference. That's the difference. We can't keep, we put Dion on a pedestal, but there were some things that Dion didn't even do properly. Um, there, well, because there isn't. I mean, there's a, he did an amazing job. Don't get me wrong. He did. He put the, he put the spotlight on all HBCUs. It wasn't just about Jackson State. He put him on ESPN. He got college game day to come. Like, for exactly. Like, like my, my, my only issue was that, is that they put college game day, that game against Southern, mm-hmm. they put that on ESPN plus. Mm-hmm. That to me is disappointing on E, on both parts. Cause you know why? Cause I don't like when game, when, when HBCU games like that on, when, when you finally get a college game there to come to your campus, which is very rare, they go to Tennessee, they go to Texas, they go everywhere. Mm-hmm. These bigger schools that have the, the cash. Mm-hmm. But yet you go to ESPN plus. That makes no sense to me. Like, I like the best bet for me. If you're not going to be on ESPN, Mm-hmm. If you're not going to be on Fox, if you're not going to be on e, uh, on NBC, mm-hmm. at least be on one of these local channels mm-hmm. in the Metroplex. Now I get that. I, I mean, I don't like. I don't, I don't. I stopped expecting mm-hmm. ESPN to do right a long time ago. They haven't done it right. I. They had. They don't get anything right. Like no. from. I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. Because I could go really deep on that. That's a, that'll take us to a whole nother conversation. But I don't, I don't have the faith in ESPN to do anything right. Jamel Hill and Michael Smith should still be on the air. Hands down. Like, because. Hands down. I mean, Carrie Champion should still be there. Yes. If you were gonna move right, if you were gonna move properly, Mm -hmm. then you, they, they don't it's do, a, they don't move right. I'll just leave it, it there. It's a lot. I'll leave it there because I, ESPN is like a really sore spot for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not an ESPN fan at all. Mm-hmm. Like I don't support much that they do in the decisions that they make. Um, it's softer this decisions is, is I think, I think what I notice and we can go deeper on that, but what I notice from ESPN is all their shows are taking a step back mm-hmm. from from the sports talk. Like, for example, you know, I watched First Take. Yeah. And any time, and I love, you know, I love Molly Quorum. I love Stephen A. Mm-hmm. I like the rotational uh, guys that they do. Mm-hmm. I like it from Ir- Michael Irving on Mondays to, like, you know, Ryan Mad Clark Dog, or Clark. Uh, Dan Olasky. Mm-hmm. But on Wednesdays, I, I like it because they have Chris Mad Dog mm-hmm. talking baseball. But what I notice is that they're taking a step back from sports talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like arguing. Like when Stephen A. gets into his feels, arguing about Kyrie yesterday mm-hmm. was Jay William. I noted, and this is like previous arguments they, that they had, and you know, it's not with Jay Will, but other play, other places, mm-hmm. other people. It almost like they're convincing Molly Quorum in her ear, you gotta move on. Mm-hmm. When Stephen A gets to talking and arguing, yeah, we gotta move on. Yeah. 
And that, they're trying to keep it too tame for me. To me, is it's like I don't like that. If you're big, if you're big everywhere, you have to keep the sports talk. You got to keep it going because we want to hear extra stuff. Like you're worried about what social media is going to say about you. Mm-hmm. That's what ESPN is doing right now. That's what Molly Quorum. And honestly, it's not her fault. I I thought she was just interrupting. And I'm gonna tell you, bro. I think that with ESPN being a Disney company, mm-hmm. um, it's an extension of Disney. So mm-hmm. Disney is all about complete inclusion and all of this stuff, and they don't want to offend anybody. And it, they're very you're not offending anybody. The only and, thing that and you're that's the thing, like they don't realize mm-hmm. that honesty is not offensive. It's honest. No, and like the, the only thing that you're offending is the actors and the actress in their later years. Yeah, in their and, later years. And I, I think that's the culture that we live in. Like Disney is a company that leans towards the culture that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're in the space of everybody being so sensitive and walking on eggshells with everything that they say, and I think it's getting out of hand. It just turns it off. It's it's getting completely out of hand, and I I get. I, I totally get you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You don't want to offend people. I'm not one of those people either. But the thing about it, I do think that we should be able to be honest about mm-hmm. topic. It's sports, bro. Like at the end of the day, we don't have we, any, we don't have we don't, any other sports shows. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't like Skip and Shannon. I hate watching them. No. Cause I, they hate each other. And you they can, do. <laughs> I, clearly you can they clearly do. see it. Clearly they do. Like, Clearly, and <laughs> that show will, will honestly will be off the air before you know it. It definitely will be off the air before in the next you know year it. Too, I, I'm predicting that for sure. I'm going to say this um, upcoming season they're off. The I air. wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. This upcoming season, so Shannon might have to. Oh yeah, Shannon will be a great at ESPN. Yeah, just I imagine mean, putting him full time with Shannon TV. would never go to ESPN because of the politics associated with ESPN. True. Like true. Shannon, there's Shannon, certain Shannon people that. Will never go to ESPN because they don't play the politic game. They just don't. Stephen A is willing to grin and be be because they buddy buddy with all because they pay, they paid him a grip. They, they pay him so much and tell him what to do. If they pay me thirty million dollars, I sit up there and smile and <laughs> curse <laughs> and not do even, not yeah. even curse and hold back. Yeah, I sit up there it's and talk trash about Kyrie. Yeah. which we'll, we'll talk about that in the next break. And so but, that's uh, what I'm saying. Like I do, I just think that. Mm-hmm. ESPN is just one of those companies for me that tr- it's like ESPN, Viacom, um, Viacom, CBS. Um, yes, they, they, those two companies, yes, drive me crazy. <laughs> uh, those two companies uh, are lacking, um, mm-hmm. lacking content, and I think those two companies similarly, they all, they both try to protect their interest by being politically correct. It's not mm-hmm. because they really believe the things mm-hmm. that they say. ESPN is a primarily I mean, I'm gonna be frank, white company. <laughs> at the top. I mean sure. what you're no right. matter who you see on the T V at think, the top but right. their bosses mm-hmm. are white. Viacom, same thing. Mm-hmm. Viacom happens to own B E T. Viacom also happens to own VH1. They own Nickelodeon, right? They own Nickelodeon. They, um, again, 
it furthers my point. <laughs> right. <laughs> because Disney is a very similar company in exactly. that way. Like exactly. it's very, very similar. Right. Because they play they play to protect their interest. So it's not about being real, it's not about honesty, it's mm-hmm. none of that. It's about we're gonna protect mm-hmm. the house. I and I get it. I get it. But that's, that's just ridiculous. not the way that I would want to do business. So. That's ridiculous. Yeah, no. That's ridiculous. And you it's know, about politically correctness. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But um but I'm gonna take a break. Let's do it. Uh coming up next, we're gonna talk about some NBA stuff. Uh I'm gonna get your take on this Kyrie situation. Absolutely. It's coming up next, it's official radio.
boss in the backseat, uh A lot on my mind, I don't wanna think she come and relax me huh. Diving at the water, breaststroke Tell me your thoughts, peep show Knowing the mission, don't stop Respectfully Say my name What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? My name is she getting a tattoo. We should have been, been together this past dude. Now let's go have some fun in this back room. Man, her ex nigga born is bad news. She ain't never come out, he had mad rules. I can buy you Chanel and mad shoes. I can match with Dior in the back too. So you can tell me what you like. And I can take you for the night. Yeah, I can teach you lessons you ain't never known. You can add it to your life. Uh, I can boss you up, baby. Huh. I'm here to boss you up. I'm here to boss you up. I can tell you don't know too much. Cause you ain't been taught enough, baby. Fuck a bunch of shit. Come ride with a boss in the backseat. Uh. A lot on my mind, I don't wanna think she come and relax me huh. Diving at the water, breaststroke Tell me your thoughts, deep show Knowing the mission, don't stop respectfully Say my name What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Say my name What's my name? If you wanna hear me say your name Gotta make me say your name Pull up on you in the rain Show you a couple of things Might let you shoot a dick love, nigga Ooh, it's just so good I'ma make you fall in love with it Xavier, Louis, buy me some Gucci, diamonds and rubies Might let you fill on my booty I'll make a movie Your ex man, she a groovy Baby, go take off those doobies Know you wanna have inside the jacuzzi Say my name, what's my name? I wanna come through and get naked Oh, I'm your baby This shit is so It's not like a Fuck a boss She should come ride with a boss In the backseat, uh A lot on my mind I don't wanna think She come and relax me uh, Diving at the water Breaststroke Tell me your thoughts Deep show Knowing the mission Don't stop Respectfully Don't tell she better Say my name What's my name What's my name What's my name Say my name This is your host, Pastor Clemens of the God's Warrior Show, broadcasting live each week on Saturday at 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Now log on to hear feel good gospel music, inspiration words, and exciting guest interviews. Be sure to log on to God's Warrior Show on Fishbowl Radio Network every Saturday to receive the blessing that you've been waiting for. On Fishbowl Radio Network, jump in. 
podcasters and internet radio hosts, it's time to take your show to the next level. Hi, my name is Sammy G, a 30-plus year radio broadcasting veteran, public speaker, and voiceover artist. And for the last 11 years, now the proud owner of Fishbowl Radio Network, the largest and most listened to streaming platform and radio station facility of its kind. Two years ago, I created a proprietary system to help podcasters and internet radio hosts learn how to program their show like the pros, build a constantly growing and loyal fan base, and monetize their show. I teach this system every six weeks via Zoom to individuals all over the world. The Behind the Mic Masterclass is six one-hour classes that will finally take your show to the next level. Call today, 817-633-4880, 817-633-4880, and reserve your seat for the next Behind the Mic Masterclass. Hi, this is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at letstalkrelationships.org, or visit my website at www.letstalkrelationships.org And remember, you can't heal if you refuse to deal. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Fishbowl Radio Network. FBRN.US. Jump in. All right, welcome back to Jamie and the Show right here on Fishbowl Radio. Um, so I do have one more shout out to give. Uh, I want to give a shout out. This is crazy. They get, uh, I want to give a shout out to my 915 camp, uh, camp gladiator crew. Uh, they told me to give me a shout out. So there's your shout out, ladies. Thank you. Now, Kyrie, Kyrie was traded on a Sunday. It broke the internet. Everybody was like, Oh, we got Kyrie. Yay. Kyrie's going to lead us to the championship. Let's pump the brakes for a second, okay? What brings... Uh, Kyrie brings a lot of baggage, like any other relationship. It's like, it, it's no different. It's whether it's good baggage or bad baggage. And, and Kyrie brings in a lot more interesting baggage than good baggage. So with that being said, he got traded to the, along with Marquise Morris, which is a bit, which is, that's another big deal too. To the Mavericks for Spencer Dilly and Dorian Finnismith and a couple of draft picks. What are we doing here, Mavericks? Why did you trade your best guard opposite Luca? Spencer Dilly was that dude. Dorian Finnismith will go grab every offensive rebound and put it back with a put back dunk. He was your hustle guy. And anytime you needed a corner three, he was right there. Now you don't have that guy. You don't have that. 
And so it's going to help the Nets because the Nets need it. But Kyrie, like I said on, on, um, like I said on Facebook on Sunday, and I said this, Gabe, I said this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I said 50, 50, it's going to be Luca and Kyrie handling the basketball. Mm-hmm. Somebody, and I talked about sacrifice on the last, ep- on the last, on, in, on the last break. I said, somebody's got to be willing to sacrifice. And I'm talking about ball handling. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be Kyrie or Luca? Someone's got to be a scorer. Luca and good both players can do that. But I feel like Luca needs to do that as well. I feel like Luca needs to do that more because he's a lot better scorer than Kyrie is. I will say, um, to that point. Yes. I think Luca is a very similar stylistic player to LeBron. Okay. Um, not necessarily from an athleticism standpoint, but just mm-hmm. the style of play. Yeah. I think it'll work out well. Um, I just mm-hmm. think really? that I do. I think it'll work out well. Um, championship? I'm not going to say that. Kendrick Burgess and Stephen A. are saying that. They got to relax. Um, <laughs> now, I do think that championship potential. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong on that front. I do think that there's Why? championship potential. If Kyrie is going to go there, go to come here. Uh-huh. I keep, I don't know why I said go there. Like I'm not in Dallas. Um, <laughs> yeah, if he's going to come here mm-hmm. and do what Kyrie has done prior mm-hmm. to being in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. then yeah, absolutely. Okay, but I do. I think that that's going to be the case. No. I think that Kyrie is gonna. There's gonna be some days where he's frustrated. And he doesn't want to play. There's gonna be some days where he may have to sit out because of his religious beliefs, like he did in Brooklyn. That's the star. The, that that those are key stars. Yeah, those are key stars to the point where, where I'm not I'm not celebrating. I think it's a good move. It's not a great move. It's a good move. I think it gets them closer than they were. It I does because you got to think in the West. The West is stacked. Even from the the top to the bottom, mm-hmm. it's stacked. It's There's stacked. good teams across the board. You run into the wrong team on the wrong day, you're going to lose. Uh, like, And that's just the nature of the West right now. The West mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, I will say, yeah, it's, it's incredible. I will say that no, there, there's, there's a couple of threats in the West, mm-hmm. a couple. I'm not even going to say Memphis because they're, they're dramatic. And, 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 and they haven't played. Memphis is well. going to fold. They, yes. They're going to fold. They, you know why? They're not disciplined enough right now. They're, they're too young. That, you know why? Because of one, because you, you, you got, because here's the thing. Dylan Brooks fights everyone that, that he comes across with. Mm-hmm. First of all, Dylan Brooks, you can't fight with Shannon Sharp. You're not on his level. And matter of fact, you're not even on anybody else's level. You're just a player taking a roster spot. And I can say that honestly because he because he annoys me as a as a player. He's not a great player. He's not just from a basketball standpoint. Right. I don't see Dylan Brooks like he's too loud to be that trash. And I'm I mean okay, trash is <laughs> trash is a strong word. Dude, but he's not great. Like I mean, look. And I, when I say not great, all the NBA players are great in their mm-hmm. own right. Right? Mm-hmm. You can't get to the NBA without being a great player. Mm-hmm. From an NBA standpoint, mm-hmm. he's not great on the NBA level. 
No, he's not. And so he he does some things well. Don't get me wrong. He plays good defense. He's he's in a he's that agitator type, that Lance Stevenson type. Um, okay. But at least he's trying to become that. <laughs> at least he's trying to. Yeah. So I I do think that there are some things that he does well, but it's just right. not for him to be as loud as he is. He's very loud. He's very loud, but he doesn't. He's, he's not willing to fight. No, that's the thing. He, he's he's, a, he's a talker, and yeah, he's a talker. He is, and, um, and that's so, cool. That's cool if that's how you want to mm-hmm. move. But regardless, I think Memphis will fold. I think as a team, they got a lot of just. It's just not immature guys. It's a lot of immaturity. Immaturity. A lot of immaturity. Like from, I think it starts to with go John win Moran. a championship. You need the like. There's not a real veteran presence on that team. There is not. Like they you need a you need that person that's really gonna be. Mm-hmm. They this is gonna be that, to tell you like, bro, you're doing too much. Sit down. Right. Like every every great team has had that. Mm-hmm. Like it's like like a Kyle Anderson who who mm-hmm. went to Minnesota. Yeah. You need those type of guys that need to sit to sit you down and say, mm-hmm. you don't need to sit down. And um, that's what JJ Reddick was for a lot of those teams. Oh, he, that was. he was on. Yeah, he like, was. He was that vet- veteran presence, mm-hmm. especially later in his career. He was. Um, I could think of a lot of guys that played mm-hmm. that role. Vince Carter played that role. He did. Atlanta. Um, like it's you need that. You mm-hmm. you Dennis Haslam. He Dennis Haslam. Exactly. He may not even play in the game at all, but right. he's another coach on the court. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just a different. You need that. Right. Going into the playoffs and trying you to do. make a splash and go mm-hmm. deep in the playoffs. Exactly. So I don't see them going anywhere. No. Um, they're playing well right now, but I, I don't see them going. No, anywhere. they they have, they have lost eight in the last nine games. Like, uh, there's one situation, and th- this this is where you really need to grow up, John Morant. There's a situation where in Indiana, uh, I think a couple of his friends pointed a laser mm. at, at the Pacers, <laughs> their players, their team, their players, fans, all that stuff. It wasn't John Morant. It was it was the person that he was with during the game. Well, but, after the game, sorry. You know the crazy part too. I think we just don't be putting it in perspective. Like these dudes are like twenty, twenty one years old. Yes. Like there's a lot of like, especially when you were one and done out of college. Mm-hmm. Like, you, especially when you're you you still a kid. Up. Like right. at what? the end of the day, you're still right. a kid. Exactly. And, and you're gonna do childish things. Like, and that that was more than child. That that could have. It, it got to the point where it banded one of his family members from the stadium for a year, mm. and I'm like, and I'm like, why don't you just ban him for life? I mean, I understand he's family to you, but you, why you just ban him for life? Mm-hmm. He was the one that pointed that that I don't know if it was a gun, laser, who knows? Mm-hmm. You got it, like you got to cut those people off. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like those guys, if those guys see you, and another thing is. If they see you make it out of hostile conditions, mm-hmm. then they want to they want a piece of that. Mm-hmm. You know, like 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 don't like they may not make it to the NBA or the NFL or the MLB, but they'll find a way to get where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Like so, like for example, KD. I don't know if his brother's still feeding off him. His brother's feeding off him, mm-hmm. off KD. LeBron. And, it was his mom. You're right. Like his, his mom, mom, I ain't heard nothing from 
Miss Gloria. No, <laughs> uh, the last time we heard of her was in Cleveland. I mean, and then I think that was around 2009 or 2010. Yeah, it was after that Delonte West stuff. So, so was that being said? You gotta, you gotta cut them off, mm-hmm. and that's the culture of. The, uh, and LeBron the didn't cut his mom off. He did way. not. He, he just silenced her in a way. Like if, kept if, her out of the media. If that's the best thing you have to do, then you have to do it. Yeah. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think it really starts with when fame happened, when Morant signed his $200 million contract. Now you're seeing his father get involved. Mm-hmm. His father, uh, T. Morant, I, I like their family, mm-hmm. and by the way, her, his sister's a ball player. I think really? I don't. Yeah, I I don't remember her name, but I don't remember. I she's going to college somewhere, mm-hmm. but I don't remember where. Where I don't remember her name. I don't remember her college, but she's going to college. No, oh, okay. She, she's a she's a great player. Okay. So, but anytime there's an issue on the court, he's always the first person there. When Shannon Sharp had this issue. I don't, I don't. I didn't mean to de- deviate to Kyrie situation for a second. Mm-hmm. When T. Morant was there, he was trying to get into with Shannon Sharp because all the players on the Memphis side were protected. Dylan Brooks. Now, first of all, Shannon's right here. Dylan's on the other side of the court. Why is it that you couldn't come to the man and talk to him? You had to have your army of guys to protect you, like Stephen Adams. You're not going to get past them. The little security guard that they had, that Memphis had, mm-hmm. this is how the team needs to grow up. You need to hire better security on the road. <laughs> that little security guard, and by the way, he got taken out by Dylan Brooks. <laughs> when Donovan Mitchell was, was, was fighting with Dylan Brooks in the game last week, he got taken out. Like, dude, you know, y'all need to hire better security. Like, seriously. Yeah, I, I, that, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, like, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. And his, his father, his, his father is like, dude, I want a piece of this. Like, T. Morant, dude, you did your job. And I like to see it. And, and, I like and, and, to see a lot, man. I, I like you I too. think that situation, I, I wasn't there, so it's hard for me to speak on what really took place. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there. I, I, I just think that. That situation went way further than it needs to. Nobody was about to fight nobody. And y'all no. just doing the most. Like, everybody sit down. Not one punch was thrown. Right. Not Like, I, I get tired of all that goofy stuff in the NBA and in sports, period. Like, mm. y'all are not about to fight. No. Y'all are not street. Y'all not even cut like that. Half no. of y'all can't fight. Y'all would get <laughs> knocked out in any other situation. Mm. So, stop it. Like, I don't, I'm not a person who does a lot of talking. No. I, I don't like all that back like and forth. No. I don't do all of that. Mm. No, 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 no. You don't if, do all that. If we that, got a like, problem, like, we're going to handle that. Like, you, you, you don't like that, all that clapping and all that stuff? No. Like, dude. You, the pumping up stuff. Oh, like, when gosh. you get, like, when, when you score a basket at the end of the game, like, there's players waiting to fight. Like, dude, where's that fight in the game? Right. You got blown out. And I. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I just don't get. It. I just don't understand where that came from. Like, what? Because even back in the day when they used to fight and stuff, it wasn't a lot of talking. It was like, I'm, was "Oh, you fouled me hard. I'm throwing you on the ground." Like, throwing you on the ground. It's not. It's no talking. Like, right. it's. <laughs> That's the difference. I think we live in it mm-hmm. again. 
sports, music, entertainment, it all goes where the culture goes. Right. And we're in a very mouthy society right we now. Are. We're in a very opinionated no society. Like you said. Like, nobody's going to do anything, but they like to talk like they will. Right. And you shared and got it, got it, got off his, he got off his million dollar, um, self for a second. There. Yeah. He went back to his old roots. <laughs> and he was like, and I'm glad he apologized mm-hmm. where Dylan Brooks did not. And so, uh, Dylan Brooks is a clown for not apologizing. Dylan Brooks was a clown whether he apologized or not. Yeah. He Cause is. he's just goofy to me. I, I'm not a Dylan Brooks fan at all. I'm not either. I think he, his best like, days were in college and, you know, and, he, <laughs> and even, it, even that, well, even that I thought he would never come out the way he was. And Memphis has to deal with that. Mm-hmm. That's another team that you have to, I'm not afraid of them. I'm not afraid of them because they, 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 they lack, like you said, they lack maturity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and maturity and discipline are what wins championships. The coach, the coach is not doing anything about it. Taylor, Taylor, uh, what's his last name? Uh, I can't remember his last name, but Taylor, Taylor something. He's not going to do anything about it. Like he, he's young himself. He ain't going to do anything about it. You come from a pop tree. Pop teaches you discipline. Like, dude, you should implement that to your young team. You're not doing that. I almost said Taylor Heinke, but that's not him. <laughs> that's not the <laughs> definitely not Taylor. It's definitely not Taylor Heinke as the coach. It's not. It's not. <laughs> His name was Taylor. So yeah. So this is ridiculous, but. Kyrie situation. Yes. Yes. So you're saying, I, so I already told you that Stephen A and Kendrick are saying NBA finals. Mm-hmm. I'm saying semifinals. I tell people semifinals. You know why? Because they haven't addressed the defensive floor. They can't play defense. Yeah. That's my I, main calling, Gabe. Like, like, I don't like teams giving up a hundred points a game. Yeah. I don't like teams getting out of position. Neither of those guys are defensive players. Now you can say Marcus Morris is a defensive player. He's a physical player. Yeah. Um, I just wish there, I just wish they have playing time for him. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to have playing time for him, you got to get rid of JaVel McGee. Mm-hmm. Cause JaVel McGee at this point, he's just a cheerleader. He takes up space. And I think, he takes those cause plays. that's kind of what even, um, the Lakers mm-hmm. used him for. Mm-hmm. Like when he was with us when we went to, uh, right. the bubble. Right. So I think, I mean, him, him and Dwight Howard players like that, they're mm-hmm. at the twilight of their career and they're bouncing around just getting a check and they take that's up space. And that's, 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 that's really what they do. And I mm-hmm. think on the defensive side, yeah, taking up space is good. On the offensive side, not so no, much. Not so much because you don't because you don't you can't fail. spread the you floor. You can't spread the floor. You can't fit on offense. And Dwight Powell spreads the floor because of his uh, length. Even uh, though I'm not a Dwight Powell fan either. I'm sorry. I'm not a Dwight Powell fan. Either. I know you're not. Why? <laughs> like you said, you know I'm not. I I kind of do. Why? Why, why, why do you think the, that? Why? I why? Why? I want to hear from you. Why are you not a Dwight Powell <laughs> fan? I don't like soft big men. Okay. I really don't. Like, I have a very big pet peeve about soft big men. Okay. And Dirk was like that too for me. That's soft. why I never was really a Dirk fan. I wasn't a Dirk fan either. Um, he was a soft either. He was, was soft on defense. very, very, just gooey butter soft. Like, 
I just don't like, <laughs> like you, you allow too soft. you allow too much stuff to get into the paint. Like to I, I'm I grew up watching in the Power Forward era, like mm. where it was Kevin Garnett who was gonna mm. foul like Rasheed Wallace. Right. Like they're gonna foul you. Like uh, you're gonna have yes. to earn your points. Like right. I that's the big men that I'm used to mm. and I think the NBA doesn't have that. So it's been No it's harder to watch for me personally. Right. Um, the because Mavericks will never have that. And the Mavericks have never had it. Like right. they they don't go for those type of big men. They don't. Tyson Chandler was the closest thing they they got. Yep. Um yeah. Ma- Ma- Massey Kleba is not not one of the biggest mans, but he's but I feel like I feel like they should move him. He's been hurt. He's, he hasn't mm-hmm. played in the last uh, uh, two months. Yeah, and so he he's been hurt, and um, they've been hurting for some front line guys. And mm-hmm. you know, Marcus Morris is a front line guy. So, yeah. um, so, but yeah, I'm not. I agree with you to that point. Um, I always thought that the White Pal um, can defend some of the biggest men out there. He can't defend the Jarrell McGill or Jokic, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like a pick and roll guy that yeah. just dives to the basket and it picks up a lot of fouls. He has a lot of like Rudy Gobert type. It, it is not his. It's not his fault that it's because Luca doesn't play defense. Mm-hmm. Kyrie ain't going to play defense on this team. No. Uh, Spencer did we did play defense on this team. He did. He, he, even when he scored 30 points. So did Dorian. Dorian's probably one of my favorite defenders on the Mavericks. Dude, you gotta understand like, that, that you, they got, they, they got rid of, this is not a good trade. It's a good trade for Brook, Brooklyn's sake because they got what they, they, they wanted. And I'm gonna tell you, I don't, I'm not gonna say it wasn't a good trade because I do think Kyrie is worth those two players. If he's gonna be Kyrie. If you're getting Kyrie of Cleveland and early Boston, Mm-hmm. Then you got a shot. This is this is an incredible deal. If you're not, th- if you're getting Brooklyn Kyrie, mm-hmm. it's not going to go well. It's not going to be worth it. It's just so, not. So you you're really the success of this trade is really dependent on Kyrie's availability. You're gonna take a risk. That's it. You take that risk trading Kyrie. Yeah. You I would. That risk? I would because I I've seen the the level of Kyrie's talent. Okay. I've seen who he is talent wise. Mm-hmm. Even when he he's been on the court in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. he's been balling. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like I, we know who Kyrie is. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best point guards in the league when he's available. <laughs> Keyword when he's available. When he's available. The same thing I said about Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis <laughs> is different because he's made of glass, right? And so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you're, you're, you're right. Yeah, Anthony you're Davis right. is made of glass. I right. think that any time that Anthony Davis is on the court, mm-hmm. he can give you 30, 35 points with ease. Right. No thought. And he's going to give you the same energy on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take one play. He's going to have a fluke injury that takes him out for three weeks. And then now, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, the, the duo of LeBron and AD could work, and I don't want to. I digress a little bit, but mm. I do think that that duo work, 
has worked and it can still work. Right. But it's about availability. Right. Same thing with Kyrie and Luca. It's going to be the same situation. Because Luca's hurt right now. Luca, we don't know when he's coming back. Yeah. Kyrie is going to play tomorrow night in LA against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And so, with that being said, you don't have any more excuses. No. You don't have the only, the, and I told someone this yesterday. Because we were saying, we were talking about how many games Kyrie's going to play. <laughs> Not this game that, that just played last night. They mm-hmm. won the game last night against Utah, in Utah. Yeah. And so, but we got, what, 26 games left? Something like that. Okay. So, for me personally, I see him playing, I, I see him missing six games. I feel like being, he can't afford to miss six games from a team chemistry standpoint. From a team chemistry, he can't. And here's why, what I'm saying. Here's what I will accept. I will accept injury. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I'll accept. Yeah. Now, Dallas is a, is a big place. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that go, goes on. <laughs> the two things I won't accept. <laughs> Rest and if they consider it personal, hmm. personal can mean other things. Yeah, rest is just rest. I won't accept rest at all. I'm not accepting rest. I'm, I'm, I'm not because you did that. You did that so many times in Brooklyn. You should be ready to play. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, like uh, I agree with Stephen A. on this part. Show up to work. I agree with him on that. I don't, I don't hate Jay Williams. I, I don't like the fact that he's protecting Kyrie on everything that he's done. Mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. I, 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 if you have a special relationship with him, then yes, I can understand. So listen. Okay. I've heard Jay Will, um, mm-hmm. talk about Kyrie. Mm-hmm. The reason why he defends Kyrie the way that he does is because of how hard Stephen A went on Kyrie. Yes. Stephen A went at Kyrie as if he wasn't talking about somebody that looked like him. He oh, really like when he was cu- like during the whole situation when there was just a bunch of drama and mm-hmm. he was calling Kyrie stupid. He was doing it was a, very disrespectful the way that Stephen A was talking about Kyrie. So the that's the reason why I do agree with Jay Will not now because at this point it's time to relax and stop defending him. It's yeah. Like we see what it is, mm-hmm. but at that time when he first started, he got on the Kyrie bandwagon mm-hmm. and he rode with that narrative. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to the ESPN conversation, it's all about narratives. Yeah, at ESPN, they mm-hmm. roll with a certain narrative. Even Stephen A. Right. He rolls with his cowboy hate. Right. That's a, that's a part of his brand. Right. Like everybody has something mm-hmm. that is a part of their brand that right. that builds and grows. That them. builds that builds ESPN up. Exactly. So. Jay Will, I think he leaned into that Kyrie support thing because at the time it was needed because Stephen A and other people were going way too hard, way too hard because it wasn't even warranted at that time. He really may have had some life stuff going on. Like we discounted the idea that maybe like. He needed a break. Like, the same thing Naomi Osaka did. Like, she's like, I need yeah, a break. Like, right. mentally, I'm not there. Right. 
Like, right. but and it's okay to say that sometimes. It so is. I think we need to stop looking at these athletes and entertainers like robots. Right. Because they're not that. Like, they're, they're humans. That. And so that's why Jay Will came to the defense of Kyrie in the right. beginning. But So now I right. agree with you. Yes. Too far. You got to relax. Right. <laughs> we know this. he's made excuses mm-hmm. because he didn't want to be in Brooklyn. That's right. the bottom line. He was tired. He wanted to trade Katie. last year. Right. He wanted to trade last offseason. KD wanted that same thing too, but they weren't, they didn't pull the plug. Yeah. And so, but going back to the mental stuff, and I get mm-hmm. it. I get why it's there. Mm-hmm. I get why, first of all, Naomi's not going to play till 2024. She's going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. And, but at the same time, when you want a break, you don't go to a party. You don't, you don't show yourself at your sister's party. Well, I mean, it's, it's family. It's family. I, I, I can understand that, yeah. but you don't have the camera. Keep that private. To me, if, if you, I get listen, it. go do whatever you want. If you want a break. You want to go to someone's party. Fine. Mm-hmm. But don't, don't bring the attention to yourself. That's, that, that, that's, that's my biggest thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like with, with, with these celebrities. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I, it, it, y'all can do whatever you want. Y'all can say whatever you want, but do, just don't have a camera in front of you. And I agree with you, but that's the nature of our culture. I right understand. Now. I think we're in such a, if we didn't see it, it didn't happen right. type of mentality. And so everything has to be posted. Everything has to be live. I got to do, if I'm angry at somebody in uh, that's in the industry, I'm going to go on a live and tell everybody about it so they can be angry too. Those it's, people, Gabe, is like 50-50. It's going to be like. Me, it's I have very like, low tolerance for that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm i not cut from that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't come from, if I got an issue with somebody, I'm going to handle that issue directly with that person behind closed face doors. Face to face. Face to face. I don't, I'm not, again, I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. And so, granted, that's a, Side, slightly a sidebar from the Kyrie mm-hmm. situation, but yeah, everything is posted. Right. It doesn't matter if it, he didn't even have to post it. It wasn't even him. It was a relative. <laughs> so that's the thing. It was a like, relative. you'd be excited to see your people, you, so in the camera, mm-hmm. like doing right. all this. Yeah. My cousin right. XY Kyrie doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I get it. Mm-hmm. Do like that's handle your business. Do what you got to do. Exactly. I, I'm in support of art. Artists, um, athletes, mm-hmm. entertainers, everybody mm-hmm. getting what they need for themselves. Exactly. It's personal. Right. This is a career. It's mm-hmm. not, you're not an object. Right. Exactly. You're not an object. You're not an object. It's like, it's like going to the jewelry store and looking at all of these diamonds. Mm-hmm. We can't treat celebrities like the diamonds in the glass case. They're not. And we gotta treat them, we gotta treat, we gotta, we gotta treat them like human beings. <laughs> And so I, I, I do think, um, this is going to work out. I do fear that we live in Dallas. This is not Cleveland or Boston for that matter. <laughs> and it's definitely not Brooklyn. <laughs> and so we have a lot of distractions. Um, we I don't, don't know have, if we got more distractions in Brooklyn though. Uh, well, probably not. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't have, uh, we don't have, we, well, the Cowboys are not playing anymore. Uh, baseball's about to come up. And then, you know, you know, Valentine's Day is about to come up too. So, um, hockey, there's, there's hockey. Yeah. So there's a lot of parties. And so, um, so that, that, 
that to me is what my issue is. Mm-hmm. Now on the court, I have a little bit of issue with somebody sacrificing. Does Luca become a scorer now? Or does Kyrie say, you know what, I'm gonna score? But Kyrie, like you said, mm-hmm. when he's available, mm-hmm. he can give you buckets. Yeah. The available is those, those three key words, when he's available. Those are key words mm-hmm. to Kyrie every single night in a Mavericks uniform. Yeah. And Luca is hurt right now. You don't have anybody else. It kind of showed last night up until the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. right? Josh Green went off for 29 points, okay? He's rising. Mm-hmm. Guys like Jaden Hardy, he's a rookie. Guys like McKinley Wright, the little one, 5'11". Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you can maybe, – maybe just maybe a Reggie Bullock, mm-hmm. maybe, can get their minutes cut. Mm-hmm. The reason why I say Reggie Bullock because of Markeith Morris. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go with four guards. And Christian Wood just came back last night, which I saw. Yeah. Um, and that's another player that might be moved. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Hardaway might be moved as well. So yeah. the Mavericks, may, they may not be done trading. They may not be. They may, um, they may have another move in the tuck. I don't know for who in, like, what move that would what move uh, that would be i don't cuz i don't know exactly what they need i'm going to be honest like i don't know what would be beneficial to them that could potentially be available well christian wood has not signed his contract so he has a two year contract on the table and he was supposed to sign it by february the night well thursday mhm and he's not probably not going to sign it because he wants more years and this is a guy that's 28 years old mm-hmm. like he gave you off the bench play mm-hmm. when he, before he got hurt. Um, so this is going to be interesting. And Christian Wood was in Houston before, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't play sure. defense. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't play defense at all. He's never played defense. Though. No. So, <laughs> I mean, um, defense. I'm, I'm, also, that's another thing too. Defense is a foreign concept in in in, in the NBA today. <laughs> defense is a foreign concept. You can literally you can win a championship without playing defense. Now the best defensive team will win. Did you tell that to Milwaukee and Boston? That's why they're they're, they're leaders in the East. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> they don't. The concept of defense is so skewed because one because of the athletic ability and the speed of the game, mm-hmm. but two because everybody is shooter happy. It's a shooter happy league. So that's you can only defend so much. That's why you see guys go. That's why you see guys go six for eighteen, right? Exactly. That's why you see guys go five for twenty. That's why you see teams go five from thirty from three. That's why every announcer that says when you're down by two, you need a three. Yeah. When you when you're down by eight, your three point percentage is off. You're not. You don't hit thirty percent of your threes. Every announcer from high school to college to basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hear. I hear it all. Mm-hmm. They say they look at the main stat, three point percentage. Mm-hmm. If you're not shooting over thirty five percent, game, you lose the game. Yeah. That's it. And that's what I'm saying. And when I say shooter, it's not even just about threes. Mid range game, like it's. <laughs> Like jump shot, it's it's a jump shot league. Ain't no more driving to the hole, 
Dude, it's rare. Like that's why LeBron is still so dominant, though. Right. If we're being honest, the league has allowed him to be as mm-hmm. dominant as he was right. when he first got in the league mm-hmm. because they don't play real defense. They put they play the shot. They play real defense. They play the shot. They play, they play the, the jumper. Ridiculous. That's all that they do. So I. You can win without being so front loaded on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. You need a couple, a three and D guy mm-hmm. that can get you, get you a bucket on the offensive end, mm-hmm. but also play D. Good enough on the ball it's defense. Not even, even going to be Kyrie or Luca. And I, I think Kyrie is decent. I, I, I think he's good enough mm-hmm. to on the defensive end, but the offensive end they're, they're great. Yeah, I, I, I feel like end, they, I feel like the Mavericks will will upgrade their scoring a little bit. Yeah, and they're gonna have to outscore. They're gonna outscore teams. Mm-hmm. They're they're gonna outscore teams. Like I think now, I will say, Kyrie does have this ball dominant mentality at times. That's what I'm saying. And I think that because he's an older star, uh huh, he does have that. It's like a veteran thought process. It's okay. like one of those things where it's like, if the, if it comes down to it, I want that shot. That's what I'm saying. And that could be problematic. It could be. But it may not be. You never know. I, it's going to be very interesting to see. I'll be watching it. I'll be watching too. I, I just, I'm very curious to see how they gel together. But mm-hmm. Luke is a very similar player to LeBron mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to his mentality mm-hmm. and how he approaches basketball. Like, right. it, it might even be beneficial to put um, Luke at the one mm-hmm. and have Kyrie play the two. Mm-hmm. And then. Oh, God. And then mm. let Kyrie be the scorer. Mm. Okay. I mean, I mean, Lucas still will get his buckets. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. Lucas still get his yeah. buckets from the one spot. I mean, but the thing about it, he's a pass first player anyway. Jason Kidd would have to work that out then, because because yeah. I, I, for me, God. what would you prefer? God. Um. And we gotta wrap it up soon. Okay. Oh, I gotta announce the name real quick. Yeah. Oh shit. I I will prefer I will prefer Kyrie play the one because I I feel like he's more of a good ball handler than Luca. Luke Luca turns the ball over too much. Mm-hmm. So I want I want Kyrie to bring the ball down the court more than Luca does. Mm-hmm. That's where I that's why I said sacrifice. Gotcha. Fifty fifty. So gotcha. I think it worked well with. Like in the Cleveland series where LeBron was at the one and mm-hmm. Kyrie was playing the two. Mm-hmm. Like I think it worked out well because LeBron had control of the offense. It was more than just Kyrie getting buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Luka has that same gene, that same mm-hmm. passer, that similar to Magic Johnson mm-hmm. type okay. of, type like of mentality, it. you know? I think it, I think it'll work better with Luka staying at the one and then Kyrie playing the two. Okay. It's my opinion. I like that. Okay, well, that's, uh, well, before we end this, and I appreciate you, Gabe. Thank Absolutely. you for your, all your expertise. Absolutely. Now, we're changing the title of this show, guys. So it won't be my name anymore. Um, I want to give you some three choices. Um, I've been debating this for the last two weeks, two to three weeks, because I know I, I look at other people's, I was like, how can I get that? If you want something, you invest, you get it back. So my three choices is Beyond the Game podcast with myself. Number two is Sports Jiving with Jamie. And number three is The Gap. 
You like those choices. Great choices. Okay. So we don't have John Rowe, do we? No. No, we don't. Okay. You'll like this one. And I think everybody else will like it too. Okay. I've been debating this throughout the whole entire week. Uh, by the way, Cynthia, I love you. I love your family. She, she, she was the one that checked, that chose the second one. Okay. And so I just want to give her her flowers. Okay. And so, um, but beyond the game, I'm going to call it that one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I love it. The reason being is because, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. The reason being is because, you know, it's a deeper, it's a deeper aspect to the game. Um, we're still going to break down the games and all that stuff, but it's like, it's deeper than that. Like what is, is, is in these players heads that we have never seen before. Um, we're hoping to have a guest come on and, um, uh, disguise that, talk about that. Not only a guest, but just overall the games. Like, what happened in this game? What can Dak do better? Or what can Luca do better? What can Kyrie do better as well? What can Jason Kidd do better as a coach? So that's why Beyond the Game podcast, this is where it's going to be. And this is what it is, guys. I hope you guys can tune in. Uh, tune in next week because we're going to definitely talk about the Super Bowl. And how did Kyrie do against, uh, we're going to talk about the last, next five games. Because they got the Clippers, two against the Kings, and one against Minnesota. So, let's talk about it next week, guys. It's Fishbowl Radio. It's Jamie Genty, and you're listening to Beyond the Game Podcast. <laughs>